James. James, you don't respond in Spanish. I don't respond in Spanish. You're like my dog. My dog doesn't respond in Spanish or I, English. I thought you said hummus. Uh, and I thought you were like demanding, like, where's my hummus? Like, and I was going to think, I mean, is, is he a vegetarian? Did you switch to like some kind of like Mediterranean diet thing? I did not, but What's I recently the- entertained people at our home, some of whom were vegetarian and some of whom were kosher, which was a very nice cooking challenge for me. Well, wait, vegetarian is largely kosher, so probably well, a little easier, right? Yeah, no, yes, true. But um, but we wanted chicken wings, too, because it was a football viewing party. And I'm not going to say the team, it was my team and we lost. Wait, you didn't invite me over for a football viewing party? Can you believe that? How weird is that? The next time I'm having a, uh, a chess strategy roundtable discussion at home, though, you're going to be right near the top of the list of people. That I enjoy, All right, excellent. Right? So, James, I have a question for you. Sure. We, you and I, recently held our first Question of the Day live event at the Bell House in Brooklyn, which was really a nice place and fun, and they were awesome to us. You know, it was great, but what was really great— What was really great? I hope I'm not stealing your thunder. What, what was really great was we challenged ourselves to do something inc- incredibly uncomfortable, which thunder is— Thunder stolen. All right, then I'll, Sorry, let, I'll take let you it. go. Have the thunder. We challenge you ourselves the thunder. to do so- well. Um, um, the lightning to your thunder. Lightning gets there first. I appreciate. You got to be lightning. You know, there have been a lot of famous thunder and lightning pairs in history. Like what? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, in sports, there's a lot. Like, there's two running backs in a backfield, and they'll say they'll call them thunder and lightning. Like one's big and strong, and the other's you know slithery and fast. But I'm guessing they're. I'm guessing people have been called thunder. Like, I'm guessing. Clinton and Gore, somebody must have called them Thunder and Lightning. I don't know which one was which. Bob and Ray, maybe? I I don't know if they were actually called. I don't think of Clinton and Gore. King hey, Henry and Anne here's Boleyn. Thunder, here's Lightning. <laughs> hey, Thunder and Lightning. All right, anyway, you and I will be Thunder. Which one am I? Well, you're clearly Thunder because I stole your Thunder, so I'm means I'm Lightning. Okay, it's a deal. So we challenged ourselves to do something <laughs> incredibly... We challenged ourselves to do something incredibly uncomfortable for each other, and uh, we did it. We did stand-up comedy. For me, it was the first time ever. I think for you, it was the first time ever. Definitely. And it was a lot of fun. There's video of it on my Facebook page, actually. Really? You put up video? That's a mistake. (laughs) Uh, But here's my question for you. So, true, this was a new experience for both of us on a couple levels. Uh, We'd never done a QOD, Question of the Day, event live before, and neither of us, like you just said, had ever done stand-up comedy before. And given that you are always talking about, you know, the value of new experiences and putting yourself in circumstances where you're uncomfortable, how would you assess this new experience? Really what I want to know is what do you think you learned I've been trying to do this for years, and I always was scared to death. Even What's just, the this? The this stand-up is the comedy? stand-up comedy. So why did it happen this time? Because that might reveal some answers. I think it's one of those things where we like said yes to it six months ago, and a lot of people got involved. And so you think, oh, six months from now, that's no big deal. But then when the six months arrives, of course, I wanted to cancel the day before. But by then, it was way too late because too many people were involved, and so you feel responsible, you have to do this. So by then, it was just simply too late. So I had to... What's the worst thing you've ever canceled out of on short notice? Uh, I, w- I used to be a spokesperson for Fidelity, the big you know, mutual fund company. Did you have like a, a I, motto? No, I had a regular speaking gig. You didn't have them? like a catchphrase, a, f- a Fidelity catchphrase, like f- wizards over freaks, like... 
like allocators over speculators? No, but I had a similar talk that I gave each time. And right. one uh, one time at least, maybe twice, I canceled on the day of. Why? Just because it was, it was so boring for me to give the same. T- oh, in one particular case, another mutual fund company asked me to give a talk, and I decided to switch mutual fund companies to see. You are as loyal as a dog, aren't I you? I know, I was really disloyal a, back that then. That doesn't sound like you. This was 10 years ago. You're a loyal person, though. It was, it was over 10 years ago. And surprised me you do that. I just wanted to play the field a little bit. Wow, yeah. You know, I wanted to see what my options were. I appreciate your candor, but I dislike your disloyalty. I'm going to be honest with I know, you. Just I, I, feel I was like disappointed in myself, too. Yeah. Every Did you learn then, a lesson from that? Yes, stay loyal. But let's get back to... This new experience. So, you know, we, what, I guess you. Oh, oh, but you asked, what did I learn? And yeah, I, yeah, I yeah. learned that I can go into any kind of speaking situation and do it. Mm. So I was scared to death. And it was something that it wasn't like a normal talk where you're supposed to give a talk and then you could be funny within that talk where you talk on a topic and you could be funny within the talk. Here, the whole purpose was to get the audience to have a particular kind of reaction, for instance, laugh. And I and that's really difficult. And I realized I can go into any if I can do that, I can do any kind of public speaking. And I feel now like I could do any kind of public speaking. Now let me ask you this: That sounds like a worthwhile goal for you or anyone to do, right? So the implication is that if someone listening, if you're listening, and you think, you know, I need to do some presentation, whether it's work, family, politics, you know, a local community board, school board, or whatever, and you're worried about it, so what you're saying is. You came and did a very different kind of uh, public presentation than you're used to, and now that gave you the confidence to do, you know, that you, that you could do it in other realms. But, right, it like expanded my repertoire okay, of right. situations I could speak in. Fair enough, and and that sounds totally believable and worth knowing. But let me ask you this: Do you think it's got it gave you a broader confidence beyond like? If I can do X kind of public speaking, then I can probably do Y, Z, A, B, C, D, E, F, G. Do you think it made you think, you know, really almost any like frightening, intimidating experience, once you actually prepare for it and try it, even if it's not, quote, successful, you prove something to yourself and you kind of build your muscle of whatever it is, accomplishment or broadening your experiences or broadening your abilities. I mean, maybe. I mean, look. Real comedians do it for years and years before they consider themselves comedians, right? We just did one stand-up act, so... You're going to retire now? No, Undefeated? actually... Undefeated? Actually, I think I'm going to do more. I want to do more. We should, like, hit no, some wait, open aren't mics. aren't you doing right now the very thing that you said that you wish you hadn't done, saying yes to something, and then it arises, and you're like, oh, crap, I said yes, and so now i got to do it? No, now, now I'm... Shouldn't you just low-key it? Say, no. well, you know, it's okay. Maybe I'll show up sometime. Yeah, but I'm not giving a specific day. I'm saying yeah, we should go to, like, open mics. Making a, you're kind of making a vow. No, I'm not making a vow. I'm saying you and I should, like, hit some open mics just randomly. Like, you should I like call the way me you up. say that. We should hit some open mics. <laughs> James. James. Yeah, you should like call me up and say, "Hey, hey there's an open, open mic mics, man. At the, at, there's an open mic at this at club. At the Let's Let's go. James and I will have more to say about this question of the day in just a minute. But first, we have to take a short break. Stephen, I bet a lot of the listeners of this podcast love books. We're talking about books all the time. I'm assuming people love to either read or listen to books. I think you're probably right, James. But I do think, and I've noticed this a lot, a lot of people don't have time to read, but on their commute or on the gym or whatever, they have time to listen. Often people want to listen to books. So, audible.com 
an advertiser on Question of the Day has the perfect solution. I think you're probably right, James. I'm constantly right about this. Get audiobooks and listen to those books you've been meaning to read while on the go. At the gym, during your commute, Audible.com provides over 180,000 titles from the leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, entertainers, magazine and newspaper publishers, and business information providers. Can I tell you something, James? My wife, who is not a business information provider or a consumer, is a new Audible, and I'm not saying this because we have this ad. She's a new Audible member. She just had never done it before because she reads a ton, but she started going to the gym, and now she's an addict. She listened to two entire books in the last week because she couldn't get off the treadmill or whatever she was on. Unfortunately, she lost 80 pounds. She blew away in a stiff wind. It's a problem. But- Meanwhile, their app is free and works on iPhones, iPad, Android, and Windows Phone. You can also download and listen on your Kindle Fire and over 500 MP3 players. And unlike a streaming or rental service with Audible, you own your books. So you can access your books anytime and anywhere right from your smartphone. Audible.com also has the great listen guarantee. If you decide you don't like the book you choose, no worries. You can exchange any book you are unhappy with for another title anytime, no questions asked. For instance, you can listen to Choose Yourself, written by me, or any of the four Freakonomics books, written and read by Stephen Dubner and Stephen Levitt. And if you don't like any of them, you could actually exchange them for other books. You could exchange I, my book for your book. And, well, just for listeners of Question of the Day, Audible.com is offering a free 30-day trial membership. Go to audible.com slash question right now to start your free trial today. Again, show your support for Question of the Day and get a free 30-day trial at audible.com slash question. And thus concludes the longest ad ever on Question of the Day. So anything else you learned? Because I want to tell you a couple things that I, I think I learned. I think I learned um, different ways to prepare for mm. a talk. Tell me about so that. So before this, let's call it a talk for a second as opposed to a stand-up comedy. Before this, I um, researched maybe five or six different ways to deliver comedy. Wait, before this, you mean before Be- this event or before? Before the event, I watched maybe six straight hours of stand-up comedy. Who'd you watch? Gosh, everyone from Louis C.K., Amy Schumer, Andy Samberg, Anthony Jeselnik, Daniel Tosh, uh, you love you some stand-up comedy. You love it. Yeah, I watched uh, uh, Gary Goldman, who I'd never Why seen before. Why don't you open a night cl- uh, comedy club? Uh, I don't want to do that. Why don't you... Uh, you know, what? it's not a bad idea to MC a show, though. Why don't you MC a show? That's what I should do next. Yeah, that'll be fun. Because you have right. to do a lot of comedy throughout, but no right. one expects you to do comedy. Although, the thing I don't like about comedy club MCs is their standard MO. I'm not saying it's always, but standard. Typically, they're the ones who do the audience stuff. Where they say, oh, you right. two are a cute couple. How do you put up with her? Uh, her teeth are, you know, right. older so, than mine. My... So I wouldn't do that because I, I hate, hate that. that. I hate being in the audience. But in any case. You know, well, the last time I was at a club and they were doing this, the MC started to pick on this couple that came in a little bit late. And it was a gentleman who was maybe 6'4", six, 6'5", six, big, big guy in the kind of suit that people don't really wear that much anymore. Kind of like an 80s suit, a little double-breasted, big lapel up here. And and he started, uh, she, the MC, started making, f- calling him like Tony Soprano, saying like, here's the mob, here's the mobster coming in, da da da. Hey, mob, you know, mobsters always show up late, blah blah blah. And then she finally gets around to ask him, so sir, what do you do for a living? And you know what he said? Oh, waste management. I'm in waste management. Yeah, he said funny. that, That's and he funny. said, and he was real. And she shut up all of a sudden. She went away from him. She then when then then went to pick on the alleged uh, homosexuals and people from Austria. So I won't be doing that. 
But in preparing for this, I watched six or seven hours straight of comedy. I found all the kind of funny Twitter accounts, and there's like lots of them out there that Wait are a like. Minute. You found all the funny Twitter accounts? Yeah, they're Is like there a less, filter for that? Yeah. They're, funny Twitter accounts? No, you can. It's easy to find them. Okay. Like just Google, you know, and then there's a lot of comedians. Wait, you use Google to find funny Twitter accounts? Yeah, or there's people who list the the comedians who are on uh, Twitter, and you could study them because sometimes the language is different from kind of stand-up language because it's only 140 characters, so it gives you some ideas. And uh, I also had to make sure every point I was making was much tighter than, let's say, in a traditional talk. Like, you kind of have to have, you know, not a joke a second, but you have to make sure people are constantly with you. Um, and then you had to also think in terms of um, for every concept I'm talking about, what's the twist that people are going to be like either shocked or like it's a total twist on it. So the way of preparing for this was a lot different than preparing for normal speaking engagement. So my ability to learn to learn something changed. Gotcha. So I learned that I could learn how to do this. Gotcha. Uh, without any real teaching or experience. So so let me say two things I learned. First, I learned that doing stand-up is really fun. Because, well, for a lot of reasons. I mean, it's fun to laugh. I mean, I think you and I share that, have that. We we both agree. And it's also fun to try to make people laugh, whether you succeed or not, whatever. But also, for me, what was really fun about it is for someone who's been doing writing and speaking in a nonfiction and journalistic setting for many, many years where everything needs to be attributed and footnoted and fact-checked and true— it's really, really fun to make stuff up that's based on true stuff, that's stuff that's true enough that people get it and get where the joke is coming from. But I found that incredibly liberating. So I decided that from now on, all my journalism is going to be made up. That's one. That's that's a good. That's an important skill in, in my life. And yep. you know what? It won't be any. It won't be any different than most journalists out there. So <laughs> you're just joining the club. But then, so here's the other thing. I guess this isn't something I. Well, I did learn. Well, so I thought that you were great. Thank you. All night I long. thought you were. All right, all right, all right thanks. <laughs> but I thought you were great in the, the main question of the day part, but then your stand-up part as well. And throughout, I thought you were just really, really good. And I'm not saying that you're not good when we record these episodes in the studio, but it made me wonder about you. So do you think that you are someone who generally performs better either A, under pressure, or B, with an audience? And the, if so, what does that say maybe about you and about what and what could other people learn from that? With the audience, because I think when you have a good rapport with the audience, you feel a lot of energy from them, and that drives you forward even more. So, for instance, everything we were doing in a live event is very physical, and I think you get you literally get physical energy from an audience responding to you. And uh, I enjoy that very much. I don't think I'm an extrovert. I think in general, I rejuvenate myself by being by myself. But if I'm kind of there in front of an audience, I get a lot of energy kind of playing with them. And we were playing a lot with the audience in that live event. So it sounds like you're saying that you would like me to play more with you and to get more physical in these... (laughs) previously intimate, quiet recording sessions. and Or uh, maybe we should have like kind of a picture of an audience like right here and some kind of little bit of a laugh track or something just to keep us going. Cue the laugh track, Nathan. <laughs> this was fun. 
We'll hear a clip from the next QOD right after this. Thanks again to Audible.com for sponsoring today's episode. I'm not going to let James talk about Audible.com again because it's going to take 20 minutes. But Audible.com has more than 180,000 titles from the leading audiobook publishers, broadcasters, entertainers, magazine and newspaper publishers, and business information providers. You can catch up on all the hot new books you've been meaning to read while on your daily commute with Audible.com. Who wouldn't want to be well-read, as well-read even as James Altucher, perhaps? You're a pretty well-read fella. I don't know. I How many, you, how many books do you read a week? You read three, four, five books a week. That's because I do podcasts with a lot of... I always read the books of all the books of all my podcasts. So the answer guests. is, if you don't want to be a well-read person, just don't host a podcast. Yeah, or... you'll be fine. Or you don't have to be well-read. You could be a well-listener uh, of audible.com. Just for listeners of Question of the Day, audible.com is offering a free... 30-day trial membership. Go to audible.com slash question today to start your free trial. On the next question of the day. So the question is, and of course it comes from Cora, what problems are you facing in your daily life? So I think the problem that I would most immediately like to solve is I feel like I am way too impatient. And again, this could be in a Would you in a hurry up and finish this question? <laughs> this answer? You're absolutely right. I would I would have put a knife through my eye by now if I were you. 